And it's Dan and James talking about the Villa games. Hi everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of the AVFC Faithful Podcast. Regular programming has resumed with myself, Dan, and of course, James. Back to normal, see James. How was it going, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. I'm getting really excited for the start of pre-season now. Um, not long to go and we're expecting a Perry Torres announcement soon. So it's heating up a bit and I'm looking forward to it, especially... You know, hopefully they have the, the good weather again soon and it'll all be time nicely. But how are you? You had a good weekend, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm definitely not suffering from a bit of a, a come down. I managed to head over to the, the Silverstone Grand Prix, the British Grand Prix for the Formula One this year. That was, uh, that was an exciting day. And, uh, wow, well, it ended up meaning that I missed the Ashes for the Sunday as well. So it, it's all gone off this weekend. It's all been a bit of a hectic one. But... Yeah. You know, I uh oh well yesterday was a write off. I was asleep for pretty much ninety percent of the day. I wasn't working. So uh I thought we'd hop on and like you said today, we were hoping it didn't get announced, but it looks like everyone's flight track has been working because Pau Torres uh was pictured in the airport at the same time that everyone was reporting he'd be there. So it looks like probably today medical was was done and or is being done, God knows nowadays, and uh it looks like we're probably gonna get that announcement this week. So just yeah times in it and uh it's good because i didn't do that video for nothing so <laughs> oh to be fair to him you know i don't blame him enjoying his honeymoon for a week um um yeah it looks like he's, he's come over here today i'd imagine he's had his medical today i i kind of expect it to be tomorrow but there's no rush because i mean i don't think he'll be starting in the, the warsaw friendly at the weekend i think no. maybe because we'll probably do two 11s again like of different halves I wouldn't be surprised to see him come on in the second half sort of thing. Mm. Maybe even not at all because it's only a few days training. There's no rush with it. It'll be nice to have it done. But yeah, I expect it announced either tomorrow or Wednesday. And you know, and then whatever happens after that, I think we might see a couple of outgoings before we see him coming. Or at the same time, we might get really busy over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I do apologise. I just realised I had two buttons undone like I was some sort of mob boss i'm not really sure what was going on there but uh yeah um my boy is i can't believe it's come up already the warsaw game it, it literally feels like it was a couple of days ago everything was announced it's uh you feel like yeah. it's ages away and yet now all of a sudden i'm sat here and i've gone wait it's a month till the start of the season really like it's crazy, it's, isn't it? yeah it comes around so quick and we'll we'll yeah. be hearing that that conference league music soon for the playoff oh, games so it's on my spotify playlist yeah. I listen to it's like I'm there. If I close my eyes, it's like I'm there. Which I clearly have to do quite a lot because uh, I don't think anyone's getting those tickets for love nor money. But It's going to be tough to get them. Yeah, and of course, the big news is that we're probably seeded now. Um, yeah. You know, a bit of a personal question. But... We are in the competition. Yeah, yeah, we are in it. With the... Yeah, well, I mean... That, uh... You know, we've got a couple of things to get into on this video, but we could probably start off on that with the whole story around us and Victoria and then Brighton and, oh, God, who's there? They've got an affiliate club as well and, you know, all that multi-club organisation and stuff. And I don't know, <coughs> I don't quite get it because our, our stake at first was, I think, 46% and we had a member on the board and that's not a majority ownership. And I didn't think, I thought, you know, if you weren't a majority owner, then I thought... You'd, I don't think it matters, but I guess it's still sort of vested interest and stuff. When if we were to play each other, and 
Yeah, it, it's it's one of those. It just seems really, really annoying because I don't think it's one of those top things that's a problem in football right now. You know, God forbid teams try and get an, a, a leg up against the top tier teams that, you know, the Sky Six favourite. So, yeah, it's a bit frustrating in that sense. But, you know, we've still got the stake in the partnership with them. We won't be able to sign any players or loan any players to them or anything for 18 months, I think. Yeah. But it was a long-term thing anyway. I'm pretty sure we reported that movement not might not be happening until next year as it is. So it's just one of those. And we know where we stand now. And UEFA are setting a precedent that if the big clubs end up in the same competition as some of their partners, then same thing's got to happen. They've got to reduce the... If anything, if I, they should be reducing it now just to you know make sure. But the big clubs are going to do what they want to do, aren't they? And they'll always push UEFA when it comes to it. So... Yeah, it, it was annoying annoying news, but I didn't really look too much into it because it is what it is. We're sort of used to this kind of thing, aren't we? Um, it's a shame, but main thing is we're still in Europe. So Yeah, it's um <coughs> it was I remember when it happened and I just kind of sat there and I went, Well, we're all gonna say the same thing and that's you know, if we were in a, a, a certain different clubs, colours and crest. We probably wouldn't have had to go through that, but it's it's no surprise that it's us and Brighton that got it the same season that us and Brighton have, have disrupted it and look like we're going to continue disrupting it as well. Um, it's a shame. It is again, it doesn't change too much. Like you said, it's I think the thing that disappoints me more is just it's a confirmation that you know that I think I can't remember which commentator said it first. It might have been Neville, it might be someone else, but it's like people only dislike. Like that clubs like Man City because it's more so that they let the horse out of the stable, but they only let one out, then bolted it, but they're still letting that horse run wild. But the rest yeah. of us have still got to be kept in chains. It's it, it it's sort of strange to me, but it sounds really pessimistic. But you kind of come to expect it, don't you? Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think the the threat of expulsion from Europe was. Uh, one of those where you know, sort of like how Man City's got the threat of being taken out of the Premier League if they were found guilty. You know that's not going to happen, but they're going to say it because uh, it's the last result. Exactly, and fair play to the club for not really fighting it because well, what's the point if it doesn't really change too much? Other than the fact that obviously we've got a diminished ownership even more so now. Yeah. Then I'm glad we didn't waste time in a court battle that could have jeopardised us. Just get out of the way. All right, fine, whatever. You know, let's move on with our next project. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I think we're all expecting a you know a two way swap. You know, maybe sending one of our players out there, want to get one of theirs in on loan. I think we were all making our plans there, and uh, well, it's not happening. But not yet. No, a little bit of time to go yet. Yeah, but uh, other than that, before we get into the main part of the video, which I want to sort of talk about how we might evolve next season, and it is all dependent, I think, on who we sign and stuff. But mm. obviously, in the last week, we've got. Two players that uh, have become under 21 Euros champions. Uh, for JJ, it's a bit bittersweet because of his injury now. It looks like he's out for, I think it's about 10 weeks, which. Yeah, 10 weeks now. It's really, really frustrating, you know, because he's he keeps improving season on season. And I think he's still got a long way to go to fulfill his potential. But the level that he's playing at already is amazing for his age. I think he got 13 goal contributions last season. And a lot of them came towards the back end of the season when it was, you know, pressure was on to get into Europe. So I think he's a big, I think he's a big game player and we will miss him. But 
you know, we've, we've not got a, a small, small squad. We've got a couple of options. We've got some returning. We've got... It looks at the moment like we could be keeping Coutinho, really. And if you can get the best out of him, then you've got some good options there. Um, but yeah, it is annoying. But watching Archer, he didn't get much game time, but he's just a number nine that you, you want out there. You want to see him because any chance he gets... You know, you'd probably back him to score. He, he doesn't finish every chance. No striker does. And, you know, we've still got a lot of developing to do. But I thought he played some really good football, not just not just the goal scoring. So, yeah, that was, it was really nice to see him playing well for England. And unfortunate with the um, injury for JJ, but it's more experience for him winning something. So, you know, positive in that sense. Definitely. It, it, I mean, like you said, Archer wasn't really the... The number nine that they were going to play with in their system anyway was he? And it, it, I think it's still great that he still went and got the minutes he did and scored the goals he did. And like you said, it's unverifiable experience and winning something is always going to be great, no matter what it is. You know, the, a trophy is a trophy, and the experience of of playing in a competitive final or being in the atmosphere of a competitive final just helps. Uh, yeah, you touched on it there. Uh, obviously, I know we're sticking with, with those two boys, but you mentioned about um, Coutinho. A bit strange that he's not back yet. I'm not sure what that is. I don't. I assume he's still going through a bit of rehab from the injury that kept him out at the end of last season. Yeah, I saw a video. He's, he's doing training back in Brazil still. So I think, I don't know if we've seen a specialist maybe to try and get him back into... Wouldn't surprise me. So well, we'll these players have a private one, don't they? Or at least they've got one recommended by the club that suits them best it means he gets his his holiday as well as getting the rehab in fine by me and like you said there's the only link that there is for him going is with Gerard and again I I still think and this might be blind optimism but I still think there's something left within the old boy there to to do something especially in the conference league so but yeah you know continuing on uh of course it's so disappointing with JJ but he's uh, it just, at least it just continued verifying how good of a player he is. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, why, you know, people are up in arms and saying it's it's a disaster. I mean, losing one of your best players is always going to be frowned upon, believe it or not, by the fan base. We're not going to be happy. And it also doesn't help that it's the player that we all personally like most as well. I think he's he's probably one of like three or four players that, that everyone just loves seeing on the team sheet and just loves seeing any, any media that he's involved in. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's clear as day that kid's going to end up being Aston Villa captain and he's going to be leading us for years. So um, it sounds weird to say, I think the injury is a bit of experience for him as well. Um, and I think it might help him because he's going to watch us play well at the start of the season and be like, all right, I've got to be straight on it as soon as I get back in. And I have yeah. every faith he will. And Archer, yeah. oh, I can't wait. Just can't wait. Yeah. And then another thing is it kind of does give him a little bit of a rest as well, Ramsey. Yeah. You know, I think he's... He's played so much football over the past year or so. I think having that sort of rest, even though it's out injured and he will have to do recovery and that, I think it will give his his, his body time to sort of heal a bit at the same time. So yeah. he should be coming back ready, raring to go and wanting to make an impact to get back into the team because especially if we sign a player that plays in his place, he, he's going to have a lot of work to do. But I, I did tweet about it that, you know, his injuries is frustrating, but it also does open up an opportunity for other players, you know, whether that's Coutinho returning or even his brother Aaron Ramsey yeah. taking his chance in pre-season because they're sort of similar players. They're not they're not exactly the same. I think 
I think Aaron's a bit more technical, whereas JJ is a powerhouse. But they both like to contribute with goals and assists. So it, it, if Aaron can step up and, and play at this level, especially giving him chances in like the Conference League, maybe it'd be really interesting to see if he can do that because you know not all people, not all players out of the academy make it. But if you can get two or three that are in your team, it's saving you millions. So. And it gives you more money to spend in other areas. So it'll be interesting to see who gets to play there, who we might bring in to play there. And and yeah, and then when Ramsey's back, I'm sure he'll be ready to make an impact again. Yeah, well, out of all um, academy players we've got, what is just Kane as the hater that's gone out on loan, right? That's that's the um, only out movement we've had. So, you know, and that, you know, Mystic James over there called it. You know, it was a it was a perfect move for him, and it's one again like, like that's what you want to see is you want to see if like, if Ramsey goes, Aaron Ramsey obviously goes out on loan. Uh, you'd want to see him go to the next level up, but then where is the next level up for him really if he goes out on loan? Because he's already played in a top level, well, two top level championship teams. All right, Norwich didn't match the expectations, but Borough certainly did. I mean, he could go back there, but again, it feels like well. He's sort of shown what he can do there. Yeah, I I think it's start. We're starting to get a time now. Where we do need to start seeing these players integrated or at least trialed. Um, you know, because the problem is, is their stock is at a certain point now. But I think Archer's stock is sort of hit the same point it was last year. I don't think it's gone up necessarily. I think it's just he's still rated as highly as he is. And I it's think plateaued, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's because he's had similar seasons back to back. Yeah. And which is no good, no bad thing. It's only good, really, that he, he's as consistent and as good as he is. But he now has earned the right and the ability to go up to a Premier League standard of playing football. Um, I, I mean, I've heard people say that he needs to go back to mid-level championship for another year. I don't get why uh, yeah. he's done it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's so, un- so unlucky not to get promoted last year. I mean, yeah. we that played football that was phenomenal and in a season where he had a, a very good season with them. I, yeah, I just, I, I'm struggling to see a, a world where Archer's not involved either uh, it, with us or if, if he goes out alone, he's, I can't see him going anywhere. If it if it's not going to be in the Premier League, it, I could only see it being abroad. Like, yeah, the same with Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he's not wanting to, well, if we don't want him to have another year in the Championship where, you know, he's he proved that he's got something to offer at that level. I could see them both being abroad, maybe in Spain, because you get yeah. that Spanish education that would help with, with Emery. But yeah, with Archer, it's one of those now. I think you just have to test him at Premier League level because you'll never know otherwise. No. And with the competitions that we've got and, uh, you know, the way that we play, because Archer was playing in a very similar way to Watkins last year, you might as well have him on the bench and, and let him give him reasonable minutes, not just five minutes, give him 20 or so, and then build them up. Um, but but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Um, Archer just has to be given a chance for me. I'm, you know, we all we all trust Emery's judgment and, and yeah. stuff. But you would learn nothing else from sending Archer back out to the Championship because he's already showed what he can offer there, and you're only going to find out what more he can offer if you play him at the higher level. And we've got the opportunity to give him that time. So I'd be shocked, to be honest, if he's not kept around um, for the season. I'd be really shocked because, you know, natural-born finishers like that are gold dust. And if you can do it at that level, he saves you 50, 60 million. 
So we'll see. It, pre-season's always an exciting time for this sort of thing, really, because yeah. you see you, whether you see some of the younger, younger players, you know, giving their first chance before they go out on loan, or whether you see the ones that are just about ready, you know, your Tim, maybe your, your Jaden Philogene, Archer, Ramsey. We'll see. And I'm really interested to see what happens if Finna's has. I, I feel like yeah, he's scored uh, a couple, uh, couple of weeks. That's what's going to happen. He's going to score an absolute screamer for us in preseason. <laughs> I mean, he, he had a good preseason. I think it was might have been last summer, but he played. It was weird. He played. Yeah. In, he played a little bit deeper, especially mm-hmm. against Warsaw. He played in the double pivot and was dictating tempo because you know, I think he is a level above that that league yeah. two level. So you, you you know you could put him in that middle of the park and he's, he's quicker than the rest around him. But I think. He seems like he's on a natural progression that he'll probably be loaned out to the championship because we we signed him on a, a new deal before he went to Plymouth, didn't we? Yeah. So I could I could see a loan to the championship, but also at the same time, he's at an age now, I think twenty one or twenty two, where if the right money comes in for him, you could also see him going. But yeah, this is the interesting thing about preseason in the summer because some things happen that you expect, some that you don't, and some breakthrough stars come through. So. I'm, as I say, we're a few days away from the Warsaw game now, so I'm buzzing to to be watching it. Yeah, this is going to sound a really weird comparison, by the way. It came into my head when we were chatting there. Uh, I mean, right, they're not the same player. I need to preface this all. They're not the same player and we're not the same club. But Marcus Rashford was given the chance he was due to injuries, being a youth player in a competition where they needed rotation. And that's my main point with Archer is that if if they'd have loaned Rashford out, it's another year of not having that option. They lose a year with him and possibly lose the player. I think yeah. with players like Archer, you need to give them that chance now. However, I agree with you. I think with Finazaz, uh I, I don't think we're filaging so much, but I understand if the club do it. Players like that, where there's maybe options coming through still in the academy as well, and they're going to invest for the next like two or three years of a new signing in their position... I wouldn't yeah. be too surprised seeing them them moved on because I'm not saying that we've got like mountains and mountains and mountains of everything coming through the, the, the youth ranks, but I mean, we have got a good youth system coming through and especially those positions, I do think that they've they've got a harder time coming through. Doesn't mean they won't, but yeah, I think, it, I think those are the two you could see, you know, a, a couple million come in, two or three million for... For like Finnazaz from Plymouth or something, you're like, okay, yeah, that, I mean, that's a no-brainer, really, considering he's a youth prospect. So, I I find this bit exciting as well. I I, I know it's great the big money signings, but you know what what who's staying, who's going out on loan, who's uh, who might we be saying goodbye to for for last time? I mean, I remember how disappointed I was when Russian Hepburn Murphy went because I thought he was the next big thing. I was so yeah. of it when I watched yeah. him come on for us. I was like, that kid is going places. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's very interesting. It is. And that's sort of, you know, that's what you get from academy players because they all look really good. And then it's the step up to, to men's football, really. Yeah. Academy football is great to showcase what ability they have. But when you put it against the tests of Premier League football and even just League One, League Two level, it's the physicality of it and, and the pressure yeah. of, of being in front of a, lo- a lot more supporters. So, it is really interesting to see who can cope with it. And, you know, the, the academy, as much as it's exciting to watch players come through, it's a viable income because when you're spending a few hundred K on players, if you can sell them for three, four million, maybe, it, that's, you know, really good profit on your balance sheet. So, yeah, the, that's 
that's sort of what the club would be doing. In their mind, they'll be wanting to sign a few wonder kids and stuff. But it also, if they can't make it into into your your, your first senior squad, then you you can try and move them on because they've still got potential for a, a league or two below. So yeah, that that's you know that's as you say that a good part of the preseason is, is showcasing a bit of the younger talent. Definitely. I mean, wow. Speaking of uh, speaking of upcoming talent, I'll do I'll do a little segue for 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 everyone. But we're going to get onto your your main point now, the one we've been excited to talk about for well two weeks now. After I I cancelled on you for a week last week, and you know we, we've been excited to chat about it, and it is obviously how we're going to play next season, James. I mean, this is yeah. it. like you said, it, it changes with with players, it changes with signings, it changes with you know we could wake up tomorrow and Watkins gets sold and everything changes. It's not going to happen, but if it did, you know, I know it changes. But as of today, the eleventh of July, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a little chat about where we see Villa Villa being next season, less so position wise, but more so style wise. Because yeah, this is like this is something I'm now interested in. It, last year, I'm like, I don't care how we play, just win. Now I want to know exactly the way that Moreno runs up and down the wing and how Cash inverts in. I need to know, and it's it- me not knowing. <laughs> It's it's really interesting because I think I think I and and most people sort of like close their minds off that you know we've been watching this four four two box formation and and the left back becomes the left winger and <coughs> we don't really use the left winger and we tend to use midfielders out wide and stuff and it's like it's it's worked really well for us and I think it works in particularly well against the tougher teams uh, I think you know you can exploit the wider areas and stuff uh, uh, further up the pitch but. When you read some of Emery's older quotes, I think when he first joined Arsenal, there was a really long interview. It was in Spanish. He had to translate it. And he talked about how the 4-4-2 isn't his ideal philosophy, but he uses it if he wants to be competitive, which he used it with us because it basically suited what we'd got. When you think about it, we couldn't have played this 4-3-3 with, with left wingers and right wingers because we didn't have that. No. And, and, you know, you got to think, we have a certain style of player in the team and I think we're lacking a bit of other characteristics like your, your pace out wide and your 1v1 specialists. And we've added like a Tielemans that can play through the lines, degraw further up. And I think that Tielemans signing sort of like took, took my attention in the sense of, I thought how it could just be rotation. When you're bringing in Tielemans, which he'll be on good money, and he had other offers where he could have been playing con- consistently. It's now you think I, I think he might play a midfield three. Um, you could see Tierleman's line up alongside Louise and Kamara, and then the Torres signing. <coughs> I think a lot of us have been putting him next to Mings at centre back. I think that could possibly play together. I know it's two left footers, and there's the whole, you know, the, the thing around that that it won't work. But then I thought I could see. Torres playing as a left back, sort of inverting, sort of like Ashley Young did, and then we have a right back that can get forward and sort of flip in how we do it, and then because I mean Moreno's a left winger as well as a left back. There's just so many things that that go through my head. Like it, it genuinely plays on my mind about how we, I think we'll be flexible. I don't think there's going to be a set system. I think it's going to be about getting players into different positions depending on the opponent. And I also think there's a sort of plan for who we're recruiting but more in terms of styles and profiles, more than positions. 
I, I was talking to someone the other day that basically said, I think that Emery will try and get players that will make a difference and then sort of work backwards of how we're going to play after that. So it'd be really interesting. I think the sort of players that we're going to sign, I, I think I could see another three coming in. I think it'll point towards how we're going to play more often. But it's genuine. There's a bit of a, myst- a mystery around it for me because I think it'd be easy to envisage the the four four two carrying on, but knowing it's not Emery's preference in general, I think if you gave him some of the best players, you'd see more expansive football. So it, it's really interesting. We're going to have to see who comes in next, but that's sort of more exciting for me, not knowing what to expect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's. Um... I mean, why you look at what we've been linked with of recent, we've been linked with very good wingers, which would indicate to me, and especially the way that Ramsey can play, like you said, that he may be transitioning to the three and to using more traditional wide wide players like you've mentioned. It's um I mean what like like you're getting linked with the players like Musa Diaby and Brennan Johnson and stuff that you're gonna expect that they're gonna be playing the positions that they're probably very versatile and very well versed in but again it, it, it's Unai Emery you don't really know what the man's thinking until you see it on the pitch and that's sort of the beauty of the man isn't it but I mean for a bloke of his level you can tell that what he sees on that pitch and the reason why he works the way he does is he knows that that's not his finished article and he knows while it's working there's so many gaps that he wants to plug I could see us go into a back five at times next year I mean, I could see, like you said, oh, well, yeah, five turned into a three. You know, it's, it's so many ways that that squad of players that we've got right now, let alone adding any in, can be played in. I think if you're adding, you know, a, a winger, a striker, I'm probably obviously a reserve goalkeeper, hopefully. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, if, if you're taking two more attackers in there, you've then got Duran, Archer, Watkins, Bailey, Buendia, Ramsey. <laughs> And two more possibly. That's eight attackers. You need to figure out where they're going to go. All right, Ramsey plays a bit of both, and so does Buendia, but that's still six. You yeah. know, it, there's a lot to manage there, and I think that that, like you said, it it does point a different direction as soon as that signing comes in. But even just the links now, you know, as much as we all don't want to believe every link, there's no smoke without fire, really. And I think one of those links has got to have stuck somewhere. I mean, Paul Torres has been spoken about for long enough and that stuck very clearly that stuck. So I'll be very interested. You know, we had the Fer- oh, Ferran Torres was another link. There you go. That was another one. We had Asensio as well. So uh, either, you know, all the media outlets are listening to the AVFC faithful and various other Villa based podcasts where we've all said we want a winger or there's a clear identity from the club going for one. I think you're right. And I think, uh, I think the reason the man works so much is he wants to make the club a sustainable sort of outlet and, and a sustainable squad. And yeah. you don't get sustainability if you don't have a separate plan or a separate idea. We're not there yet, but I mean, City are the way they are because they can adapt on the spot if they need to. They very rarely need to, but I've, you can see them do it. And it's the reason why they did what they did last year. It's the reason why they are the club they are and, you know, the type of manager that does that is the type of manager we've got. Yeah, and I think I think a big thing for us will be when you look at their links, a lot of these players are flexible. Look at Tyler Adams, he can play in the middle or can yeah. play right back. Look at Brennan Johnson, he can play out wide or he can play central. Pedro Gonzalez, he can play out on the left or he can play central or he can play 10. He can even play as an eight. 
flexibility is a really big thing for us, I think, because if you have an injury or something, or if your your current plan is sort of a bit sterile after a couple of sticky results, you want to be able to change it up a bit. You want to be able to refresh it. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in a rut of, of playing the same things. And, you know, if you keep doing the same things and expecting different results, you, you know, it, that's, that's insanity. So I think it's having good. a bit of... Exactly. <clears throat> and I think having that sort of flexibility, having the... The, the different profiles of player that can like the the, the nonto uh, links it's not like a an out, an out left winger in the sense of he, he's like this pacey he's, he's similar to Matoma in the way that he'll like to go either way he'll like to cut inside or go on the outside or dribble with the ball or link up he, he he's not like a Martinelli that's direct into the box and a finisher so it, it's going to be really interesting to see who we bring in. Uh, and I do think that having the sort of flexibility in the squad that they can cover positions or they can allow us to play in a different way. The same with like Coutinho. We could even play central or we could play out wide or as a 10. It's it's one of those. It's, I, I can't remember. There was someone, uh, what's his name? I think it's Dan Pritchard on Twitter. I think he does like the, um, the, the an- analysis threads and he, um, he he put a quote out there I'll find it he put a quote out about I think it was biodiversity and it sort of like really stuck well with, with football so biodiversity or biological diversity is the variety and variability on life on earth and and I think when you think about biodiversity is adapting to the conditions so that's, I think, what we've got to apply to our squad because we're not the sort of top team that's got these world beaters that, you know, in any moment can can turn it on against the team. I think you've got to be able to adapt against different teams to, to climb up the table. So I could see us doing, you know, a fair bit of business in the next few weeks, three or four maybe. I think we will see either a winger and a striker or we'll see a, a flexible player in that sense, I think a backup keeper. I'd like to see someone a bit younger personally that yeah. is with the ball and a right back in particular. And anything else is a bit of a luxury really, but I think it sort of depends on outgoings as well. Yeah. Well, I guess the one thing that has been confirmed is obviously the outgoing of Ashley Young, which has uh, obviously broken a lot of hearts around uh, signing for uh, looks at Everton now, doesn't it? Uh, that's the reports I saw today. It, um, it's it's going to be, I think my problem is, is I'm just too excited <laughs> and it's all it's all getting a bit too surreal again, realising the fact that we've got so much to play for now as well. And it feels like it, it's strange, isn't it? Because we've gone from what felt like more development years to we're actually there now. All right, not everyone was going, we want conference league, but now we're there. We are actually in Europe. Now we're playing in Europe and it feels like now all that matters is watching us play and how we're going to play it does it just does depend on I think I mean it feels like we're touching on to a bit now but you're looking at what's happening around and I think too many people have been a bit too reactionary with the idea that we're not being quick enough which is baffling to me because I don't know if people know this but the window doesn't shut till the 1st of September so and it's the 11th of July like yeah. you know to all those people saying that, if you think that's short, then you're telling me that you think that 
realistically it's a short time that teachers and teaching staff have off for the six weeks holidays and you know that's a whole other debate so you know if you think they have too much time off then we've got too much time for our transfers so I think I think people worry a bit too much I think it's just because we see other clubs doing different stuff um and we're like oh we're falling behind I've seen some wild stuff on Twitter this week where I've gone whoa I, I, I was fairly certain I was in a dreamlike state yesterday reading some of it but I had it confirmed to me they were real tweets and yeah, I think if we all just sat back and realised that we've managed to make two signings in a month and we've only paid for one of them and technically the window's only been open for 10 days, then I think we can all sit back and realise that it's so far. I mean, I think we do need more, but even if it was just this, you'd still feel comfortable enough that we're going to have a good season with what we've got. So... It's, it'll be so interesting, and I think all like I said, the two I just I really am hoping for is is a backup right back, or ideally someone that's going to actually start at right back. I quite like, um, and and just that that winger stroke striker. Um, if we're going to stick to the same system, uh, and we can only get the two, then yeah, a a forward that can play both would be just ideal. But again. It's just, it's just a guessing game at this point because uh, Pau Torres was linked, but it wasn't like solid link, was it, until it happened? And the all moved really came out of nowhere. Yeah, very quickly, like you said. Um, so I'll be very, very interested to see what comes next on the club. Um, I'm just excited, man. Yeah, it's. I think that there's just a panic about about the place because you know we've, we have been told every summer that we'll, we'll go big. I think they're sort of to appease the fans, but I don't think they even trusted Gerard last summer, so I don't think they backed him heavily. Um, which um, it was a good decision in the end. Um, yeah, it's one of those. I'd rather us have a, an idea of who we want, but not go out and pay full wax straight away for him. We've seen what smart business we can do with Per Torres. Yeah, like twenty-five million euros less than his release clause or something. Some, it's ridiculous that. That's why you don't go in all guns blazing and you know yeah. show your cards and be like, yeah, look, we'll pay the court straight away. I think you've got to be a bit patient sometimes. I think you've got to wait for a domino effect with some players and just trust that they're going to do what they can. Um, I'm sure that we'll get in three or four more players and there's no rush of that in a sense. We've, we've got a good core group of players. We've got some of the loanees returning, obviously, and we've already made two good signings, so we're already better off. Um, and and just you know <coughs> enjoy the preseason. Enjoy because preseason is just a, a lovely time. I think you know, especially when when you go to the games and stuff, because it's just like a a, a, a not friendly atmosphere in that sense. It is, but I mean, it's the return, isn't it? It's yeah. in the summer weather. It's the return, and you you're getting geared up for the season, and then obviously the season starts and it's down to business and. It might be a roller coaster, you know. That, that typical Villa fan inside me still has that slight worry that, oh my God, it's Villa, we're going to fuck it up somehow. <laughs> and it's, it's like you've got to remind yourself we've got Emery and it's way less likely to happen. And he's got a plan, and we've got European Conference League playoffs to, to watch, which, you know, to, even if we were to go in the playoffs, watching two European football games is going to be lovely, just hearing the music and watching the boys in Claret and Blue walk out, it, it you know, it's going to be great. So. Everything. Yeah, it's it's going to be really fun. Um, we'll get through. I'm I'm sure of it. I don't know who we'll come up with. I'm, I'm probably sure that we'll play Rapid Vienna because 
yeah, you know, for the script writers. But, you know, Emery has a plan, and I'm sure that we'll probably, especially with Juventus looking like they're going out and us being seeded, we will probably be quite high on the favourites to, to win win the uh, the cup. So, yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I can't imagine in, what, 10 months' time or whatever it is that we could be in a final or something of a European competition. That would be... It still seems in- inconceivable, even though Emery's like a master in Europe. It's like, yeah, it would be bizarre to me still, considering, you know, a few years ago we were in the championship. So just enjoy the ride, I'd say. It, it could be up and down the season and we could come away with a trophy. We could finish higher in the league. It's just, you know, just enjoy it. And m- the main thing is back the boys, because I feel like the end of the season was perfect. How I, how I imagine Villa support that there was just a trust that the boys are going to go out there and put on a show and get the business done. And all the fans worried about was building an atmosphere and getting behind the lads. And that's, yeah. I think that's got to be a weekly thing. Even when, even if we're struggling in games, get behind them because it really does make a difference. Definitely. It, it's a, it's a strange atmosphere because it, we've, we've got, it's like an oxymoron really, isn't it? We've got, we've got the, best manager you could probably have in Europe in these competitions with a club that haven't been in these competitions for so long that it's a foreign object and it feels like all of our pessimism and doubtfulness is being matched by this extremely positive and great results for manager that that you don't feel like they're going to mix and so far it's been this amazing mixture it's like it's like peanut butter and jelly uh You know, it's it's uh, cookies and cream. I can think of it all. Uh, me and food. It's just a great mix, and it's uh, it, it is so exciting. Like you say, you just kind of want everyone to to sort of keep hopping on board the ride. And I get it. it it's so easy to be doubtful and stuff. But I, like like you said, not only just backing the boys, but just back the entire club. I think every step they're doing, all these strange. Some may think they're strange. What with the the crest and everything. You know, but there's reasons, there's method behind the madness, and how like you could not believe in this ownership and this club hierarchy at this point is beyond me. We haven't even had a chance to to see Monchi in his role properly yet. He hasn't even had a chance to put his foot on the mark. So it's so many exciting times coming up, and like I said, preseason is just the time for you to sort of like amble into the season enjoyably, play these strange fixtures. You know, playing an Italian team at the best got. Like it's all a bit strange, so like you got you just got to jump on board and enjoy it because you know before you know it, the the stressful silly season's back on us and you know and then all of a sudden it's the international break and all of a sudden it's the Christmas fixtures you know it goes got goes by so quick it feels like just yesterday Gerard was sacked so uh yeah we we got to jump on board and enjoy this because we're in the best place we've been since before I started supporting the club so like so that's. 14 years basically which is ridiculous so you know let, let's uh let's start to enjoy it because it's a good time to be a Villa fan a very good time to be a Villa fan we should be really yeah. excited and <clears throat> you know as I said it was just it's just that natural Villa fan inside me that's got that that tiny, tiny little bit of doubt because well one because football's football and the Premier League's tough and you know it is what it is but you know, I've never been so confident at the same time that we're going to improve again next season. And the, the main thing is, is, as I say, just just take it as it comes because not just football, sport in general, just changes so quick. So, you know, I've, I've still got that 
the success of last season stuck in my head, which is is nice. So, you know, we'll see what happens this summer. Enjoy pre-season and the the random clubs that we play, you know, and the, the American series, that'll be fun. Yeah. And it all kicks off not long now, really, just over a month, is it? Just under, just over a month? Yeah, around that. Yeah, basically about a month, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, it, it, all, it all starts again and... You know, especially for the people on Twitter, it's it's a lovely nine months of debate, basically a civil war, and then sometimes elation. So, yeah, I was ready for it because it's always a great fun ride, isn't it? On Villa Twitter, oh, yeah, well, it's officially a month today, isn't it? The, the season I just realized because we've got the Friday night football game that technically starts it, so yeah, true. it's uh. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we call you know a civil war, it's like the beginning now, isn't it? I mean, if you were going through like basically the, the first shots been fired at the start of the preseason, like yeah, in about two months we're gonna be we're gonna be in deep as soon as we see Bailey start a game again, or you know Matty Cash has a long throw, <laughs> something's gonna go awry. You know, Kamara's gonna make a misplaced back pass. Douglas Louise is, you know gonna chip a ball through that doesn't make it and it's all gonna it all switches because football's a fickle game. So if you can try not to because it's the best thing I managed to get out of doing was was like flipping because uh once you start flipping like a coin you start throwing them according to West Ham fans. So <laughs> well uh well we're back James. I mean uh I, I checked my phone and it's definitely true. As much as I've said it, we have got uh, guests still lined up coming. Um, we're very thankful for, for the patience that they've shown us because uh, it turns out uh, before we started the podcast, I didn't realise how hard it is to get adults to together for a random Zoom meeting on a weekday. It, it's actually difficult because we've all got lives, um, yeah. which I forget about a lot of the time. Uh, my job permits me to have way too much time off by the looks of it, so... Uh, it, it's an excitable time. We've got a couple of guests lined up. Um, at first is uh, is Simo, um, events operator for Villa and Proud. So that'll be a really good one to have on. Uh, chat through all things Villa, everything that he does, and uh, we've obviously got um Ryan McCohen on as well, haven't we? So it's an exciting time, and uh, like I said, a great time to be a Villa fan. So uh, you know, if uh, if you have enjoyed the video, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, James is smirking because he knows I'm going to ask you to smash my bell and uh, I also want you to uh, to hit the subscribe button as well so you never miss another video from the AVFC Faithful YouTube channel and if you're watching this and Power Taurus has been announced please do make sure to watch the previous video uh, there's a little fact file on him if you did miss it it's uh, it was a fun video to make and uh, as mentioned in that video and as James mentioned um, his thoughts earlier it was done predominantly thanks to James's uh, thread on Twitter so uh if you're checking the uh, description down below as well, uh, the links to all of our Twitters, mine, James, and AVFC Faithfuls themselves, uh, do give them a follow because, uh, especially Faithful, because that's why I got all my all my villain news from pretty much because you know no ads on Twitter is there when you look at the AVFC Faithful Twitter account. So you know, thank you all for uh, for coming along again, and until next time, up the villa, up the villa. <laughs>